You are listening to the Amen Corner, a Jcast Network podcast. For more information about other Jcast Network podcasts and blogs, please visit jcastnetwork.org. For more information about the Amen Corner, please follow them on Twitter, Facebook, and all your other favorite social media. Welcome to Season 4, Episode 12 of the Amen Corner. I'm Brad Rothschild. And I'm Stephen Cook. Why are you so? Why are you talking in that voice? It's my NPR voice. Man. Oh, are we doing the NPR episode? Yeah. <laughs> okay, let me start again. Welcome to you... season four, episode twelve of the MN Corner. My name is Brad Rothschild, and my name <laughs> is Stephen Cook. We need some music like do 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 You know, something like that. It feels like we haven't been. We haven't done this in a while. I know. We've been herky-jerky, man. Well, it was the Thanksgiving holiday, and that, that throws everybody off. And did you give thanks? I give thanks every day. <laughs> I give thanks every day. And we, had, we had the, quite the Thanksgiving weekend. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, man. We th- traveled, which is always a joy. <laughs> the best time of year to travel. It's the best time of year to travel. The only time Actually, of year if you to go... Travel. If you go on Thanksgiving morning, yeah, it's that, totally chill. Yeah, but any t- any day before or after is a, right. is a nightmare. Then coming home, we were on a five fifty five a.m. flight on Monday morning. Oof. We were so wrecked by the end of that day. Like we got home, we got the kids to school. They missed like half of the first period, yeah. and then then and then oh I, that night I had to I guess lectured at a friend's class. I got home at like nine o'clock at night. I was I, I couldn't speak. Yeah, I like ate and went to bed. At five, what time is that? Five fifty flight. That means you're at yeah, the so airport at least an hour before, which means that we're we got there. From, well, and they were calling. They were calling for like. Yeah, we got up at three. Yeah, you're getting up at three. We got up at three, and there was like bad weather in Boston. There's so, always bad yeah. weather. This time, you know what? This is, and I I, I texted you this this week because I was traveling also. I wonder how much productivity is lost because... Lost by sitting around in airports. Because of plane issues due to climate disruption. Yeah. Because when I flew on Monday, they had to de-ice the plane, which meant that we... Oh, they de-iced the plane, but there was only one de-icer that was working for all of the terminal at LaGuardia. So we were 45 minutes late taking off, which meant that most of the people who were connecting didn't make Screw. their connections. Right, right. So, you ha- which like, cost the, the f- airline money, right? You, they, what the hell is wrong with LaGuardia? They had one, D, one you know, whoever, yeah. one de-icer. It, it, the others were broken, I guess. I was in, um, I was in Twin Cities a few years ago, and, I, and they're just much better at that stuff because they have it all the time. Or in Europe, they do it remotely. There's a guy who sits in, like, a thing, and, like, there's and cameras, button, and, and they sit, the th- and then, and he's like... Rather than some schmuck out in the cold yeah, with a hat on, hosing down the plane. Don't talk to me. America. About, don't talk to me about European socialism. <laughs> you you hate freedom. I constantly say this to you. Because it's not true, you man. Do, you hate it so much. No. I wish you liked freedom a little bit more. <laughs> Just a little more. Then we could we could have achieve some happy equilibrium here. But there's gotta. <laughs> I, I'm telling you, the airlines have got to. They there have to be studies on how much this costs them, 
how much this costs American industry and well, how about the how about the endless studies about how much time Americans waste sitting in traffic? Yeah, that's. I right. mean, and it's 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 because our infrastructure just blows. It's been under under invested under investment in our infrastructure for forty years or more. Yeah, yeah. So we're like way behind on these things. There's stuff that hasn't been refurbished since the New Deal. Like the tunnels underneath New York City? Don't, don't. Think it's from New Jersey to... Don't say that. <laughs> one day, I don't want to think well, about getting trapped in there. One day I'm going to be on Amtrak going into the city and like the yeah. walls are just going to collapse in on us. Well, I mean, hopefully. The odds of you being in the tunnel when that happens are not great. Yeah, right? but it'll be me. You think? I know it. Uh, I, don't know. I, don't know. Yeah, I always play the odds with that. It's like, yeah, what are the <laughs> odds of me crossing the George Washington Bridge when somebody tries to blow it up? Like, it's very, they're very low. Funny. They're very low, though. Very low. Except yeah. when you're stuck in traffic on it for right. hours. And then you think, like, oh, my God, if somebody wants to blow this up, I'm dead. Right. I, I will tell you, Thanksgiving was a nice little respite away from nonsense. From, like, and we did nice things. And we went to Boston. We did nice things. We had Thanksgiving yeah. dinner. We went to the Museum of Fine Arts. We went to see the Mr. Rogers movie, which really isn't about Mr. Rogers. Is it, um, it about? Tom it's Hanks? about the... <laughs> It's about the journalist who wrote oh, the right, big right. Yeah. article about him. Um, we went on a, a food walking tour of the North End, which nice. was cool. Uh, yeah, it was fun. It was fun, and except that we got up at like whatever godforsaken right. well, time in the morning to come back. You know, but to you know to have come back on Sunday would have probably been like a thousand more dollars. Yeah, but also it would have been it would have been the hell of getting back too. We were driving yeah. um, in Connecticut on Saturday. We went up to yeah. Connecticut. Yeah. The traffic was uh, was horrendous. Both <laughs> ways. Both ways on Saturday. Right? Dude, what were you doing in Connecticut? You went, you had a destination in Connecticut, isn't it? Isn't Connecticut the thing you go through no, on the way to or from I'm somewhere? I'm not going to sit here and let you bash Connecticut. <laughs> there are a lot of good places in Connecticut. <laughs> Name one. The original Frank Pepe's Pizza Place. Oh, you know, we're getting a Frank Pepe's Pizza here in Montgomery County. You are? Everybody's talking about it, yeah. I'm like, don't talk it up. I'm going to be disappointed. No, you're not. Have you ever been? Really? Have I ever, I've never no. taken you. There's one in, no. Yon- in Yonkers. Yeah, I've heard about a Yonkers Pizza it, Place, but it's not the original Frank Pepe's. It's not, no. They have a branch there. And yeah. when I tell you that it's not quite as good as the original... It's like ninety five percent as good as the original. So if you're isn't it just like wood fired pizza? It's just old school. Not I mean, it's not wood fired pizza. It's this place that has been in existence for like a hundred years. Yeah. These enormous ovens, and um, they really know what they're doing. It's fantastic. We're getting one in Montgomery County. When? We should go. Soon. We should go to the grand opening. I had pretty decent pizza in Boston, Regina's. Yeah, whatever. <laughs> it was good. It was better than turkey. It was better than leftover turkey, i got to be honest Anything is better than leftover turkey. Again, I'm going to take one of these controversial stances and say turkey is completely overrated. <laughs> you know, you really hate freedom. I do. I hate turkey. How, how could hate you turkey? hate America's bird? Because the, the it's not turkey, America's bird. Isn't the bald eagle the American bird? Yeah, but we're not eating the bald yeah, eagle on Thanksgiving. But, but the turkey as an animal is stupid and aggressive. And, dumb, and, and mean. Ag- and aggressive. Yeah. It is the Ameri- aggressive. It is America's bird. <laughs> Stop. You saw the Politico piece I read. 
I did. Pardoning Talked Turkey. Pardoning the turkey. <laughs> At least yeah. this year, the Turkish ambassador did not call for my firing. Well, he probably didn't read the article yet. <laughs> it wasn't obnoxious enough. I mean, you're slipping, I think, really. <laughs> In your articles, though, I know you strive to be um, relatively neutral on certain things, so you uh-huh. never bash the president. <laughs> and that really makes me sad every time I read your pieces. You're like, and Trump was okay with this. I'm like, no! What the hell is wrong with you? I know this is. I had a, I had a very I had a very tough line about him in my most recent, very very tough. But you were gallivanting around the United States, so you didn't read it. I did read it. Oh, you did? Which, Not the political piece. Which one? The one about Pompeo. Yeah, hold on. A yeah, there's a there's hold a on. tough. I want to There's a tough record. line about the president's I, Twitter feed. I want to set the record straight. Anything Go. anything that you re, that you write that's published, I read. It's you and my mom. I don't I, even think Lauren reads everything. I'm right. sure she does. But I read it all. And yes, I, nice. did, read, I did see the, the line about foreign policy being created on the president's Twitter account. But I didn't yeah. find that overly harsh. I just found it to be 100% true. That's, I, that, well, that's the thing. If like people want to get on me about stuff, I'm like, okay, well, I'm not exaggerating. Well, I'll tell you what I did like about that piece. Um you don't see a lot of pieces saying that Pompeo is on his way up. So I felt like when I saw it in your piece, I'm like, okay, here's some insight that other people aren't, don't really have right now. He's Nobody's been, talking. Right. He's been on the campaign trail since his days yeah. as the director of CIA, actually. That, that's, that's true, but there are very few people who are saying right now, like the guy's got a foot out the door and everybody at State is really psyched because they're getting their mojo back. So they, well, I felt, I, take the compliment. All right. Oh, yeah, I am. Just Thank you. The compliment. So, um, yeah. did you pay attention to the news this week? You know, it was difficult because I was remote, but uh, right. I, was, I was in the American. When, when I texted you about Jerry Nadler, were, yeah. you, in, were you in the Montana, Montanan hinterlands when I texted you about Jerry Nadler? Yes, and you know, there could not be a, a thought further from the minds of Montanans than Jerry Nadler on the Upper West Side. And being the president of the synagogue. <laughs> I swear, I was listening to it. I got off Metro, I was listening on the, uh, on the way home, I was listening to the closing statements. And the, the, <laughs> I was just sitting there, I was like, Jerry Nadler sounds like the president of the synagogue. He well, doesn't sound like a member of Congress. No, well, I mean, president of a synagogue deep in Long Island, maybe. <laughs> right, yeah. like a New York, yeah. somewhere in the New York metropolitan area, and Jerry Nadler. If you're going to say his name, you have to pronounce it correctly. Oh, go ahead. Jerry Nadler. <laughs> There's no R at the end of that. There's just an A. Jerry Nadler. Jerry Nadler. Was, yeah. was he, was, I wonder if he, I bet if you look in his official bio, he was like synagogue the president of the synagogue. I don't think, I don't think. <laughs> at least the men's club. Maybe. You know, he speaks every once in a while at my synagogue because he oh, yeah? he is my representative in Congress. Was he was he the Manhattan Borough president no, at one point? No. So how is it that he and Trump like loathe each other? They say from going back to the eighties, there's some personal gripe. I don't know. Well, I mean anybody with a brain who's been <laughs> well. in politics in New York probably hates the guy. What are you talking about? They all loved him. Clintons yeah. went to his freaking wedding. Don't they all loved him. They all they not, loved him. It was Donald Trump. Think, he was a class clown. I feel like 
like the people on the ground, the local politicians, did not love him. Maybe the national people liked him or tolerated him because they thought he was good for their brand or he gave no, money. No, they, 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 they actually thought he had money. Right. Well, so I mean, they went to him anybody, for money. Did anybody with power really believe that he had money, though? I mean, I don't people know. are smart enough to understand, even 20, 25 years ago, that he was a con man who was just full of hot air. Like, well, there are very I, I few people in New among, York City... Certainly among the kind of Manhattan yeah, elite. There are very few people in New York City who said, like, oh, this is a good businessman and he's rich. Like, no. He was always a cartoon and a, uh, a caricature. He was a guy on page six. He was, right, he was a caricature of a tycoon, right? But right. he was playing the role. Well, right? right. I mean, that, that was one of the things about The Apprentice, is that... Yeah. And we've talked about this before. Sure, they, they gave the impression of of him being a rich person, right? And it's like someone said it. Someone wrote it. Said he's a poor man's right ver, idea poor man's of a rich person. Idea of a rich guy, right? right? And a dumb person's idea of a smart guy. <laughs> I don't think he's anybody's idea of a smart guy anymore. Although you know his his uh, his cultists still think that you know. Well, he's, yeah. He's I mean, he's. He completely controls the Dem- the Republican Party. Completely it's crazy, crazy. But you see more and more political figures, national political figures, who are coming out and saying that he was chosen by God. Like, yeah, that's that some crazy, crazy stuff. I thought it was just. I thought there was it was a bunch of commentators on Fox. It was a Janine Pirro, but there's okay. like actually elected representatives like saying. Perry. Rick Barry said he was chosen by Something God. Something like that. But it's like, come on. Like, I thought that we were, this country stood for the separation of church and state, and we would well, not tolerate any king coming we know that, to the power. We know, that, we know that evangelicals don't believe that. No. As long as and they have been God. waging a campaign for a long time yeah, to true. undermine the separation of church and that's state. That's I mean, that goes without saying. That's true. They don't believe it. They're not necessarily, I mean... I, obviously, not every evangelical is an authoritarian, but the evangelical leadership, the politically right. active evangelical uh, political organizations, for lack of a better term, they are their democratic credentials are seriously thin, questionable. Thin. But you know, it's really if you turn this coin over, right? Mm-hmm. Trump ran and still positions himself as the anti-Obama. So right. we're, what they're basically saying is that Obama was the anti Well, well I, right. I mean, I think it, it goes without saying that that being not being Obama motivates a certain right. segment of the electorate. Right, but they're saying... And that's, that seems to be the president's base. Right, but they're saying that he is the Antichrist. Right. It's not just as simple as like, oh, we don't like the guy. Well, are they saying that Trump is Christ? Well, they're saying he's the son of God. They're not saying that. They're saying if he's the son of God, if he was selected by God, right, this is in direct opposition to the person before him. So if you, you know, buy the transitive property, then... (laughs) Wasn't there some, wasn't there some, somebody wrote an interesting piece about why they believe this. And why they believe that he's he's like uh, been sent by God? And what what is it? What is the reason? I don't, there was some theological. I don't remember. There's a theological was, argument about this for real. I think I think there was. Yeah, like is it? Does, he's does, some figure in 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 Christian theology. He, he's similar to that. Was this essay? I don't remember what it was. Was but this it was pretty, essay written in crayon? 
I mean, no, 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 no. It was like, it was like, why do people believe this? Like, this is a guy who's been married three times, you know, he has five kids by three wives. You know, he's obviously a grifter. Why do the people who have been, you know, for more than 50 years been preaching about morality and this, that, and the other thing, why do they, and they see him as this figure who, even though is deeply flawed, can deliver it. And it's all about, you know, the Supreme Court justices and so on and That's so forth. That's all it and is. Abortion. And then they can, yeah. they can couch anything else in the, any term they want. They can justify anything, right. right? Let he who is without sin cast the first stone. And while, yes, he may be a flawed human being, but we don't understand how God works. And God, <laughs> he is God's vessel. God, right. God is working through him, and maybe it is even because he is such a flawed person that we are able to see the divinity within that. <laughs> God, they said that pretty well. Yeah. You sure you don't believe this stuff? Wait, what? <laughs> I'm not saying I don't believe it, but I'm not. <laughs> so, Wait, I um, have to rethink everything right now. But I didn't, I, I didn't, I only saw snippets of the whole impeachment craziness. Um, this week, the, the, I saw, um, you know, the, when it, in the judiciary committee yeah. with the with Jerry legal scholars, with Jerry Nadler, with, um, Noah Feldman, what's her name? Pamela Carlin that, and the, and the two guys who actually were uh, expert witnesses during yeah. the Clinton impeachment, Jonathan Turley and the other guy named Gearhart. But Turley is kind of an interesting character. He, um, is I have a friend who went to GW Law School. Uh-huh. Like the guy's always been a media whore, and yeah, I remember. And I remember there's some story. I think it was reported in the old DC City paper about Turley around the time of the Clinton impeachment. Yeah. About what a media whore he was, and there was this story about a GW Law student who needed to reach his professor, Jonathan Turley, and this is the days before email, right? Um, or and. He left him a voicemail. He tried to reach him at his office hours. He left uh-huh. him a voicemail, never reached him. Finally, he called. He kind of disguised his voice and said he was a producer with the ABC News. <laughs> guy got right back to him. What a shock. Isn't that unbelievable? Yeah, and he's the guy who the Republicans rolled out as the expert. Yeah, yeah. he's and he, I mean, he said, Turley said, hey, look, um, it's totally an impeachable offense, but you have to prove it. It's right. not, it hasn't been... And it hasn't been proven, and maybe if there were some more eyewitnesses, then, hey, guess what? All of the eyewitnesses have refused to testify. Refused to testify, exactly. <laughs> so exactly. If, and you, then, if you have nothing to hide, if nothing right. is wrong, then why are you hiding? So it was kind of a weird... I mean, it was kind of a weird witness, although they, they what Jerry Nadler did was he... Turley said, you know, this... It, you know, this is an impeachable, blah, blah, right. blah. he said, so if it's proven, it's impeachable. But he said something about executive power. But they had a mm-hmm. quote from him in 1998 saying, if if what Bill Clinton did isn't impeachable, you're expanding the scope of executive power well beyond the intention of the of the framers of the Constitution. And he said the direct opposite thing right, because in this it, thing. There are different rules when there's a Democrat in the White House and different rules when there's a Republican in the White but House. But apparently, he tweeted yesterday, I caught it. Yeah. Um, he tweeted that he is now getting all kinds of threats. Oh, I mean, it's terrible. Sure. Ter- like death threats. I mean, that's terrible. I'm sorry. I mean, you can disagree with the guy. He's by uh, my buddy who went to GW Law School. is like, hey, he's a total media whore. He was a great professor. All right, all right. 
So the one thing that I so the guy is being harassed. I mean, think about just the situation we're in. That someone cannot go before, and I'm sure. I'm sure Pamela Carlin and Everybody's Noah Feldman, everybody, I'm sure they're yeah. getting harassed exactly. and so on and so forth. Think about that. This terrible situation we're in where you can't even testify before Congress. I mean, I granted this is a, this is a high stakes issue, but Jesus. The, so the one thing that I did see this week was the Nancy Pelosi, uh, like, oh, with James Rosen? Yeah, the press, the press conference where, she, where the guy's like, why do you hate the president? She so, got pissed. Man, she really let him have it. I don't hate so anyone. So James Rosen was on Fox News. Yeah. And then he got caught up in uh, a sexual abuse scandal. Yeah. I really? Think. He's he got he got he got marched out of um, he got marched out of uh, Fox. out of Fox News, I believe. Really? And then now he works for Sinclair. Uh, oh yeah. So Sinclair, which is the local version, right. you know, they own all these stations. It's conservative. Media, right. yeah, right. And they all, you know, you talk about uh, getting marching orders from on high. All of these local channels, they all say, right. they, they all get their the same talking points. Well, in, in fact, Sinclair sends out things right. for them to read. It's right. not just parroting. So yeah. I think that I think he got caught up in some sort of thing with um, at Fox. Um, but she really, let yeah. Him oh, here it is, it. Fox. Rosen left Fox at the end of 2017 in the context of multiple claims that he sexually harassed coworkers. Yeah. Interviews with eight of his former colleagues revealed allegations of multiple instances in which Rosen made overt physical and sexual overtures. Nice. Rosen declined to comment. He seems to be quite a guy. But she, I mean, Pelosi really hammered him, right? Like oh, the, she really. It was, she played the religion card hard. She threw that thing down hard. Dude. I don't hate anyone. I don't, yeah. And let me tell you something. I prayed I mean, for the president, she said. It's just like, shoot, I got all like... Chills? You got chills? Scared oh. and chill. No, it's like, because she's about the same age as my mom, and I felt yeah. like I was get, I was getting scolded by my mom. She's a tough I mean, woman. my mom doesn't say I pray and stuff, but the, the like, cold, the ice in her veins look yeah. on her face, my mom does that. Is she the same age as your mom? Yeah, about the same age. My mom's 81. She's what? Nancy Pelosi's what? 79? I don't know. I don't know. Yeah. No, the Democratic leadership in both the House and Senate is quite old. Yeah. Well, it's time for a new generation of leadership if we we have, you know, if we ever can get, get there. Think about this. So Nancy Pelosi is now seen... By a wing of the Democratic Party as like the corporate, yeah. Establishment. <laughs> Isn't that amazing? She's the establishment. The esta- yeah, she's the establishment. Yeah, you know what? This ideological uh, litmus test we're gonna we're gonna kill ourselves with. Exactly. Right? Like you've got to be, you know, more Catholic than the Pope in order to cut it with the certain with the progressive wing of the party. And it's oppressive, man. You can't... It, it's it's bad. It's not good because we're going to, once again, just shoot ourselves right in the foot. Well, there's a difference for, between the Twittercrats and right. and the country. Right. And I mean, that being said, I'm still not 100% convinced that like we have to run Joe Biden. No, 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 no. That's... To beat Trump. No malarkey. No, I, yeah, I agree with like you. I certainly... I, I certainly think that... 
it should be a wide open race. Yeah. And I don't think it needs to be handed to, it's not a coronation for, for, right. for, for Biden. Biden. But I do think that there is an element of truth to the idea that, you know, what is what the conversation among Beltway Democrats yeah. and activist Democrats on Twitter and in these kind of activist progressive left circles is different from what are the concerns of your average Democrat, sure. no matter where they are. I'm not talking about in Ohio. I'm talking about anywhere. Well, so, that, well, that that's true. But look, you and I have talked about this before. Also, the election is going to come down to three to four states in the middle of the country right. that are the battleground states. Right. And that's really, you know, all she wrote. If it, right. if you can't win those states, you can't right. win the election. Well, so, and right now it's showing that Biden can win those states, right. and Elizabeth Warren and Pete cannot, Buttigieg can't. Cannot. Yeah. Right. And how about that? How about the confrontation that Biden had with the guy in Iowa? Again, really weird stuff. Like it was totally weird but on both sides. Yeah. First of all, you know the guys like I saw it on MSNBC. Definitely didn't see it on MSNBC. Yeah. Second, Biden, man, he had a great opportunity there. Instead, he said, "Let's do push-ups." I mean, so I can understand being. I can understand him being upset about it and calling the guy a damn liar and yeah. stuff like that. But he also had an opportunity to say, "You know what? You're lying," and that's because the president of the United States and his supporters are engaged in conspiracy theories. Right. And do we really want to have a president who engages in conspiracy theories? Let me tell you the truth about the situation and let me right. demonstrate to you why this is the president is unfit for office. That was the that well, was the, well, the answer. Listen, Not you're a damn liar, man. Let's do push ups. Right, but that's, that's so much, weird. That's like elementary, right? Like why aren't his people why isn't he prepared for that already? Why is it that you sitting here, you know, with me is you have this advice, which is 100% accurate. Like, this is what well, he should be doing. Why are, are the paid right. professionals telling him to do this? Well, like when, when, when Tulsi Gabbard hammered Kamala Harris yeah. in that debate over the summer on her record as a prosecutor, Kamala Harris was unprepared for that question. How could you possibly be unprepared for that right. question? These are, like, this is the ABCs. Like, you've got to be ready to answer these questions. Like, right, I don't understand. This has to roll off your tongue. As soon as the guy starts, you know what you got to deliver with. Not, I challenge you to a push-up contest. <laughs> that was so weird. I'm sorry. It was just weird, I'll man. I'll do more push-ups. And you, I, look, as a human, you know, you, you don't want some stranger and a attacking your child and of course the sure. national media is talking about your child and of course hunter biden is kind of a mess so you know you can understand the guy's emotion and being upset about it but of course he's running to be president of the united states yeah. that's not to suggest you have to be a superman or a superwoman to to be the president of the united states and not have any emotion but it was just a super weird response but, but this if he is the candidate or even yeah. if he's not this is the one thing that is going to follow him throughout the campaign if you cannot answer this thing satisfactorily, yeah. Yeah. you're not going to get elected. Right. That's right. the bottom line. You need a narrative right now that right. shuts that thing down. You cannot ride around in Iowa in a bus that says no malarkey. And when someone shows malarkey, you know, someone espouses malarkey right in front right. of you, you have to handle it in a better way. I really wish that he did not try to revive the word malarkey. <laughs> it's it's really like I mean stop it's 
you know, did, did somebody do like a focus group in Ohio or Wisconsin and say, you know what, people really respond to the word malarkey? <laughs> in 1945. Yeah, maybe, know. or in 1975. <laughs> it was right? a funny thing. Um, Let's put that on the side of our bus. People, uh, there's a guy named Seth Mandel. He used to be the op-ed editor for the Washington Post, and now he's the Washington Examiner. These are sort of right-wing guys. Nice guy. Anyway, in response to this, he was posting things like, I'm going to punch you in the kisser. Yes. I'm going to give you a fist sandwich. I mean, they should at least change <laughs> They're it. reviving all this stuff. You're yeah. a wiseacre. They should change it to shut your pie hole express. Shut your pie hole. Seriously, if you like, said if you're that, gonna drive around yeah. in a bus that says no malarkey, and people are going to yeah, re uh, replay the malarkey that's on Fox News and other places. Right, then you have to call them out on it, and you have to be ready to call them out on it. The other thing, every, anytime they talk about Hunter Biden, and yeah. listen, it's legit to ask those questions. Yeah. But it's a bit hypocritical when... Well... I mean, of course. Let's let's look at the offspring of the current occupant of the White House. Like, uh, isn't Rudy Giuliani's son working at the White House right now? Dude, he's not getting paid. But man, he is. All, he's, not, he's not getting paid. He's not getting paid by the president. He's getting a salary. That was the whole thing. No, he's not an employee. He's not a government employee. I read, the president's private. Work? No. No. Rudy He's Giuliani's monetizing son. Rudy's son. Oh, Rudy. oh yes, Rudy's son. Yes, Rudy. Rudy's son works at the White yeah. House. Yes, but he's Absolutely. qualified for that work, right? I don't know what he does. He's like the liaison to the sports community. Is he really? Yes. Like <laughs> there is such a job. Again, this is like a no-show job, right? This is the, how the mafia works. Like, oh, it's like a, oh, your idiot nephew needs a job. Don't worry about it. We'll take care of it. It's like there's, there's all these jobs in the Arab world, the Minister of Coordination. <laughs> what, is, what even is that about? And the guy who holds that role can't even walk a straight line. <laughs> He's the least coordinated Minister of Coordination I in the I think it's the... Come on. Um, there's a liaison to the sports community? Something like that. Like something relating to, you know, the sports... You know, the kid played golf and, like, that's what he does. So he's like, oh, we have to find a job for this guy. Like, I like sports. Oh, my God. I I knew he worked in the White House. I didn't know that it was, like, some, you know... Do you think he's the one who arranges for the fast food meals to be delivered for the the White House visits? Like, when the teams win the... Oh, you know what? Let's get more quarter pounds. What do they get? They get Wendy's. McDonald's. They get... They get, um... They get all Chick-fil-A. Food. I don't think... Did they ever have Chick-fil-A at the White House? I'm not sure about that. I think they did. I'll tell you what they didn't have at the White House. Popeyes. Popeyes. No Popeyes at the White House. Oh, I got to call bullshit on that. If, you know what? Had I not eaten like a pig over Thanksgiving, I'd be like, oh, man. Popeyes. I could eat some Popeyes yeah, right now. I don't think so. <laughs> I don't think so. That's what you should have for Thanksgiving dinner. You do know that there's a turkey that you can order from Popeye's for Thanksgiving. It's off, the, off the menu. Yep. Come on. Not how do you know that? How do I know that? Because I know it. Yeah. I know it. <laughs> it's not on... It's not. You yet. have to be in the know? You have to know. And if if I went on the Popeye's website, would I be able to find it? Maybe. If you don't know, now you know. Not every location. Yeah. But many have it where you pick it up and it's like half cooked and you just Is have it to like a deep fried turkey? Uh, I'm not certain, actually, but wow. there's like a, you can get your Thanksgiving turkey from Popeyes. 
And that's no malarkey, huh? That is no malarkey. <laughs> All right, so I know what we're getting next year for Thanksgiving. <laughs> I'm so excited. All right. I'm so excited. All right, we out of here? We're out of here. All right, I got to go to Iraq. I'll see you guys next week. All right. We're out.